If you're from Chicago, you probably know who Billy Deck is. He's a restaurateur who ended up working for the White House. And then suddenly there's Oscar award winning producers that want to make a movie about his life. So I had a lot of questions for him and we're going to get into it today. Warning, you might feel some feelings here. I'm Lisa Allen and this is Always Eating. We'll start with the documentary. Whatever you want. I just watched the trailer for it. It looks very exotic and awesome. <laughs> I'm like, yes, is this it? Well, it look, is. I, yeah. It's so far away. <laughs> okay. It, it's, talk to me about it. Oh, seven. 1,641 islands of the Philippines on the other side of the globe, just randomly going by boat, plane, motorcycle, climbing mountains, looking for lost family from my mom's side to recover the recipes of my ancestors, to learn more about my family, my heritage, my DNA, myself. Listen, this is not like calling up your aunt somewhere and asking for a recipe book. This is a whole thing. Right. This isn't like, (laughs) can you DM me the link to the thing? (laughs) Right. Right. Exactly. It's not, no, or stumbling across a box in the it was listen it it was a sort of a traumatic moment we randomly had two of my last three elders pass away on the same day oh no and that alone was a lot yeah I'm sorry. but I think there was like an underlying guilt slash interest intrigue that I never really growing up Filipino American in Chicago fully got to be passed down all of the stories and recipes that I would have had I lived in the Philippines with the rest of my family. Are you first generation here? Yeah. And, you know, I was luckily raised in a household where Tagalog and Filipino food, you know, was spoken and cooked 24-7. Yeah. But as soon as you have those, like, you know those, like, first moments where you, <laughs> where you have, like, a sleepover or people come over after school sure. and there's a lot of judgment? <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I, I feel like, or you even, or vice versa, you go to their houses and you're like, what? Okay, give me an example. Like, what are pizza bagels and Pop-Tarts and <laughs> unlimited brownies on the counter? And come to my house and what do you mean you are having a freak out attack about a whole fish oh, or sh- like ne- shrimp never with the heads on it. Like this. Yeah. Or, you know, like you come over for Easter at our house and there's a gigantic pig on the table, you know. <laughs> it's so um, funny that you say pig because, so my family are hunters, okay? And I thought it was normal. I thought everybody had animal heads yeah. all over their living room, and including a wild boar. So like when my girlfriends would sleep over when I was a little kid, there it looks like a scary beast coming out yeah. of the wall. And I just thought it was normal. And then you <laughs> are not. subject to not fitting in. Correct. And then you slowly disengage and sort of say, let's just do sleepovers elsewhere. <laughs> or, oh, that's just my family. Or that's just a this or that. And you begin to make excuses and push away. And Mm. I think over time I did the same and it was something I was ashamed of later in life. And especially once I started really diving into Sunda, which opened 14 years ago, my first jump into the Asian genre of Mm. food. And I started to freely be able to celebrate Filipino American, Filipino cuisine and I knew the hits, but I didn't know like the deep secrets and the recipes. Yeah. So I just, you know, that situation happened and I just left. And I had filmed in the Philippines before. So I actually knew like these renegade, you know, young, these guys that were like, yeah, we're in. Like, we'll we'll go, we'll go shoot. We'll go, we'll go with you. We'll go. Yeah, to travel. They're like, we'll, we'll do it. And, you know, I was like, I don't really have a budget. I don't have a plan. I kind of just know where some family is. And um, they were all in. And so we were sleeping on floors and like, you know, 
like riding motorcycles and climbing mountains to and just putting camera on you while you're yeah. doing like trying to figure it out as you go totally and bare minimum i thought it would be like the most amazing family video or even worse bare minimum minimum it would be at least a record of the recipes so one day i could write them down sure. later or a killer instagram reel yeah but um <laughs> things happen that were just unexpected and i think that's when i came back and i looked at all the footage I took a shot at trying to put it together myself, and that wasn't great. It was okay. Yeah. It was like a series of awesome experiences with <laughs> no direction. And I showed it to a bunch of filmmakers in Chicago, and they introduced me to all these people. Next thing you know, we have an executive producer named Doug Blush that won three Oscars. I'm he's an Oscar winner. Yeah. That, that's okay. That's, that's where, where I'm kind of like, how does this happen? This is, so I was just taking, I thought, a courtesy call. Like he would just kind of, he got suckered into taking a call with me, and we bonded over storytelling and and sort of the transformation that I'd gone through on this trip. Simultaneously, after two years of pretty much failure and being lost, Aww. I ran into this woman on a panel. I was on a panel for an Asian film festival, and she had just directed Happy Jail on Netflix, and she had this really amazing you know, uh, documentary, and she was just someone who could understand what I went through because she grew up Filipino, Filipino America, American in, in, in the U.S. as well. And so we had a shorthand that we could talk about and she just took over the project and then so did, her name is Michelle Houseway. What's up, Michelle? Um, yeah, she's super. And it was just cool. It was just cool to work with someone who was so talented, who knew what I went through. Doug Blush was this like EP that knew how to make great movies and they just had a great working relationship and um, it was awesome. And so here we are. And all of a sudden, it's at the Chicago International Film Festival, which I've promoted my whole life. I've actually been to, but never would have thought ever, ever, I would be up on that surprise screen. surprise Ever. it's a <laughs> little it's a little nerve-wracking so did it as soon as you've got this oscar award-winning producer being like you know what i'm into this i think i want to work on this with you did that take it to a different level of pressure where you were like oh shit well <laughs> this is real it was like oh my god i hope this really happens because there is no backup plan okay like i wasn't like i didn't have like three other people behind that that were like runners up for oscars <laughs> or, <Okay>. like, <laughs> or like or like or or anything. Yeah. Anything. I did not have anything. Um, and it wasn't because I didn't try. I tried. And it was just, it was a scary time too. It was COVID, right? It was 21. It's 22. Is that when you were filming well, it? Well, no. I filmed it in 19 and I had a deal with PBS and it was supposed to air May 1, 2020. Okay. Because that's the kickoff to Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month. Right. And March happened of 2020. This little thing called COVID happened. Oh, God. And everything unwound and we couldn't get together. We couldn't work on it. And PBS, PBS was like, do you want to take a break, take a pause? And I was like, yes. Yeah. Partially because I just didn't feel it was responsible to work on a passion personal project while we were unraveling and almost closing. Restaurants are closing. And we, Everyone's we let, out of work. We let go of folks. We were, yeah. you know, we were out there feeding. We started this thing called Sunday Service where we would feed the hospitality industry. We still actually do it to this day, but to different groups in need. And it was like, it started at 100 people a week and then it got up to like 500 a night. Wow. Yeah, I was like raising money with foundations. They would supply ingredients and then we would all situate it and cook it and pass it out and do all the things. But that 
totally make me feel like there's no, I have no business playing around with the movie. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's yeah. very responsible and compassionate at least, right? You yeah. some understanding on your well, plus side. I didn't know what I was doing either. So what? it wasn't like I had a great, <laughs> I, I just was in a, I was lost. It was a very lost year, 2020 and 21. I was very lost. Everybody was lost. Yeah. So don't be too hard still, on yourself. We were all like, what the hell is going on? I'm still a little, still a little fuzzy from it, but Normal. yes. Yeah. Normal. Okay. All right. Good. <laughs> me too. Oh, I'm a moment. This is so soothing. This is like a little therapy session. Oh, I good, love it. And we are good. on a couch. Like you I feel will like be I should. for this. I, I <laughs> probably should. I'm already getting. It's valuable. Okay. Good. I'm getting relief. No, it is, it is really exciting to see this kind of right. It went from you and your buddies are going to go adventure and look for this. It's a piece of your your yeah. heritage, really, right? And your family kind of lineage, right? Oh, it's everything. My greatest hope is that when people watch this, that. And, and the good news is we, we did some pre-screenings in L.A., Chicago, in Nashville, and with incredibly diverse groups, age, background, it didn't matter, just diverse, diverse, diverse. And they all came away with a version of this. My greatest hope is that people are inspired to go back into their own lineage, whatever yeah. it is, and just to learn the recipes of their ancestors. And if it isn't the recipes, maybe it's, you know, how they lived, I don't care, what they wore, what they did with their free time. Did they hunt? Did they do this? Did they do yeah. that? And it informs you very much about your sort of specific, unique identity. And it begins to create a little pride and a little security and a little self-confidence and acceptance. And I think if everyone learned a little yeah. about that, yeah. got excited about it, and then came to that dinner table and shared those stories, we would have a much more colorful discussion about all the cool things that instead isn't, of being isn't afraid. It crazy right how you can go from being like I don't know if ashamed is the right word but definitely like embarrassed about things you grew up with or grew up used to or whatever to wanting to tell everybody about it like that's a big change it's a big change and it's a big part of this movie because that's the part that people really kind of freaked out and engaged with and had an emotional response to was mm -hmm. not the food. The food was super sexy and exciting and adventurous sure. and doing all these things. But the second part of the title roots, once you kind of get to your roots and really understand it and then have that transformation, that sort of creates a real emotional like release because you kind of, I don't know. I just, I feel like people are like, oh man, it's okay to kind of embrace who I am and all the parts that I put walls around and sort of be like, this is who I am. Be like, Check this, this is my out. family. This is yeah. what I do. This is what we do. Yeah. And when you go back generationally and you start seeing like the raw version of it, and I, I know everyone can't do this because, I mean, you saw, and I think you said it right off the bat, like it's remote and it's like exotic. Uh, exotic. And, and, and yeah. Yes. Right. In the first, first, uh, in the first 20 seconds, I was like, when the hell am I about to watch here? In my <laughs> mind, I think I thought I was going to be in a kitchen in the first yeah. 20 seconds of it. I was not. I was in the Philippines somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like, know what I just realized? What? We may not even be in a real kitchen throughout the entire movie. There are a couple kitchens, but they're kind of makeshift because... That's a point. One, one of my cousins lived in a sort of, they called it a, a squatter situation where sure. they built their own sort of makeshift home. 
The other one was like sort of a, a half kitchen over outside, yeah. you know, overlooking um, this valley. Uh, but yeah, sort of makes you, I, I don't even know if there was a real kitchen situation well, until I returned. a counter and a grill, it's a kitchen. Yeah. It counts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't wait for you to watch it. Yeah, I'm excited to see it. Yeah, because honestly, how long was the trailer? Like two minutes, not even? Yeah. And even that, I was like, I guess I was just not prepared for it. When I got the link, Victoria sent the link over yeah. and I was watching. It just wasn't what I at all thought it was going to be where I do <laughs> want to watch in the best yeah. way like in the best way it is a crazy adventure and then you can't believe it was only 57 minutes because it was built for an hour slot for okay. TV and it just goes way far back in time and there's all this interweaving this is where the people who know what they're doing this is where their magic comes in these executive producers and directors yeah. that they wove a story together that I don't know how you even do that it's I mean Me they, they got into boxes <laughs> of like old videos like vhs tapes from like you know and um from you know old family? pictures yeah like they with my i told my sister like go ahead give them whatever oh because the only deal <laughs> the only deal was you know with michelle houseway the director and doug blush the ep was like there's a real story here there's a real interesting human story here mm -hmm. a human journey story but you have to tell the truth you Which sounds normal. Yeah, it has to be authentic. But, but they're like, we have to go to places that you, coming up in Chicago, have hid. You pushed away from. You created this persona where you ran towards all the things that the world said was successful because you were in a jam. I don't want to give away the story, but like, there's there were family yeah. issues that I was on the streets early supporting, working in the restaurant industry way too early. I think I started in sixth grade. But um, I just did whatever the world said was successful. I'd never had an opportunity to decide what I wanted to do. It was like, you know, be the bouncer at the front door, like be working in a restaurant, be a lawyer, be on TV, work for the White House, like do all those things. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm well, going to do it. I'm going to do it. So that's what I think is also super interesting for me because I've, you and I have met a handful of times over the years um, at events, at restaurants, whatever. And for me, like when I think Billy, I do think the hat, the guy in River North, you know what I mean? It's this whole, you do, it is almost like a, like a character or a, mm -hmm. or a caricature or what, you know, like this is your, that that's who it is. And what's going to blow people's minds who know you that way is seeing all of this other stuff. Like there's way more, uh, there's it, way more to this story. I'll, I'll say it like I'm totally comfortable, but like maybe it's the reason why I was overcompensating so much in all those other areas and being that character and being that, you know, projection of whatever the world told me would be something to allow me an opportunity to stand out, work, become somewhat successful to save the family. Like that kind of a, I'm not saying it was the smartest thing in the no world, pressure, but as no a kid, pressure. like that's just the, what I put together. And uh, I think everyone's, you know, just trying to make their way through the struggle, right? Like everyone has their, everyone has issues and struggles and all this stuff. That was just my, that was, I'm not saying it was right or wrong, but that, but but that was the truth that I basically laid out. And Chicagoans are like, the emotional reaction in the Chicago rooms were, uh, like in LA, they're like, oh, I really love what you did right there with that film and the thing, and Very maybe Hollywood. you should do this. Yeah. yeah. It was so judgy about, like, from a film storytelling perspective. Um, Nashville was, like, emotional, like, wow, didn't know that is a rough story. Mm -hmm. Chicago was, like, Felt emotionally sick. duped. Like, I, like, just, like, what? What, 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 what? Why? Because you think that Chicago knows you in a different way 100%. or just altogether. 100%. Yeah. I, I, I basically just in this doc <laughs> just said, you know, 
here it is. This is this is what was going on when you were when I was projecting these things. This is why I did it. Yeah. This is what was happening behind the scenes. So it's gonna blow people's and minds in that capacity. It is. It, it yes. Yeah. Oh. Um, I need. Can I get an advanced copy of this? What is going on? Um, you can. Why? I. I mean, why, should we watch it right I now? I have this right now. <laughs> yeah. I need a link. Um, I need a link now. Yeah. Well, we can we can make that happen. Amazing. I mean, Thank anything you, you want. <laughs> So, um, but yeah, I think, you know, but I also think everyone's story has a little bit of that, right? Like everyone's story has a bit of, well, obviously unique characteristics and things that they can or sometimes don't share or project. Mm -hmm. And then there are things that they're feeling they need to project in order to take one step forward. Well, I also think, and certainly the older I get. That like, we're all just trying to figure it out. We are all just trying to freaking figure it totally. out. And I don't feel any different now in, in that capacity. Like, oh, I've got, I'm going to have it all figured out when I hit 40. I'm going to have it. No, I still, I'm like, I don't know. I'm trying, yeah. I'm just trying to figure it out right now. I know. I'll talk to my mom who is in her 70s and she's just like, oh, I'm still trying to figure it yeah, out. Yeah, no like, idea. It just is what we're all, yeah. we, we don't know. We're doing our best trying to figure it out. That's the, it's the journey. And I think that human, authentic, raw journey story is resonates so hard with people right now because everyone's having their own tested version of 100%. it. 100%. Yes. Oh my God, I'm dying to see this thing right now. Yeah. So, okay, it's so it's going to be in, a, in the upcoming film festival. It's going to be in all sorts of film festivals. Um, foodrootsfilm.com is where we post the next film festival. I've also been on asking people on social to hit me with whatever film festivals are in their town because I, I want to bring it to a lot of different folks. See, we could have went to TV straight uh, we had a deal with PBS. We couldn't right. just put it on TV. But once this real story came out, and one of the reasons that pushed me over the edge wasn't just because they asked me to. It was kind of like there was so much pressing hardness with COVID and all this other stuff that was like so tough on so many people. And I saw a lot of people like myself just decline. Like there were mm. a lot of issues, right? Mental illness sort of runs through issues, run through this this particular story. That was also becoming something to contend with more and more. Sure. Going back to 2014, I was appointed by the president to serve on his president's advisory commission for Asian Americans, Pacific Islanders. And I was blown away to learn that Asian Americans, Pacific Islanders were bullied 20% more than any other racial group. I asked to be on this tri-force that was created called the White House Bullying Prevention Task Force. And they added me. And I spent years after that traveling the country, talking to kids from kindergarten to senior year in high school. And the total bullying issue problem, although so incredibly diverse, town to town, male to female, grade to grade, in person to social to whatever, Mm, was so rapidly evolving and diverse and scary and crazy. And, um, but the one thing that like, I sort of reduced it all down to was that they were all sort of conditioned in a way in which there was that unknown or fear or bias or whatever. And it all came down to content. Like they were either regurgitating content passed down or there was no content or it was just wrong. I just felt like if I could put out some good, inspiring content about a real story that has some really bad downs and ups, it could kind of inspire people to be like, all right, well, tough times happen and there are ways to get sort of through it. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I think, I think that like is, is um, one of the reasons why I sort of pushed through as well. And I think it'll be very useful, sadly. Because the world is, what to is. this day, is in a very stressed situation. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know how to say it. <laughs> I don't know how to say yeah, it. Yeah, it's a little tense on all fronts. It's funny that you brought up the, or immediately, I remember the 
the card you gave me one of the times I met you, like, you know, I'll, I'll drop by the station sometime. And it was like white house, all, this big long thing. Yeah. And I was like, this guy works for the white house now. Yeah. I still, I think I still have that business yeah. card somewhere in my desk where I was like, what is he doing at the white house? And now I know. I remember. I didn't know back then. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, really I what was happening. I got the call in 2014. It was just awesome. I mean, just, it was, a, it was a, Something I was super passionate about. To me, there was no, it wasn't so divisive back then, especially in the areas that I worked. It was like helping the Asian American community. Yeah. Um, and then also bullying prevention. It was like, you know what I mean? It wasn't like I think people that, were like, I'm against it. You know what I mean? It was right, like, right. it's like, let's, let's, let's make a difference here. Let's all work together. It was just really, it was really kind of a, it was a great chapter. It was like a five-year chapter for yeah. me. That oh, was nice. awesome. Good. Yeah, doing yeah. some good on the planet. I actually looked at it that way too um, because I didn't know where to apply myself and I didn't think it was like a political thing with one side or the other. And I, I sort of found something that didn't ever feel like work. It felt felt great to me. It felt normal. Um, I'd just been diving deeper and deeper into the heritage and the Asian American Pacific Islander community and it just sort of led, led to that. And uh, it was super inspirational and it was hard so I was really challenged you know what I mean it was like really scary and hard and challenging it I didn't have that at the time was it like emotionally draining though it was which I know is kind of like a crappy way to ask it but like it was some things are just kind of like they drain you it was and 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 we had this thing where like the outgoing people would sit and give advice Okay. Sort of like an outgoing president leaves the notes to sure. the And they were like, you're going to be drained. Oh, they warned you. Because eventually you're going to realize you're going to want to make such a difference, but you can't. Like you're going to feel like it's not working. Because change won't really happen. You may feel that way. But what they said was like, find one thing on this journey that you can make an impact on. And it wasn't necessarily the AAPI community in the beginning. It really sort of went towards the bullying prevention task force. And then the realization about the content, I was able to leave going, okay, wait, if there's a way in which we can get all these diverse communities to inherently feel excited, and I was thinking through food, because it's like sort of this community builder brings everyone to the table. Everybody loves food. You know what I mean? It's like, if I could figure out a way to get them excited about food and diversity, and it's sort of effects on, you know, educating people about differences and maybe inspiring them to celebrate differences. Those content differentiators could be the things in the nooks and crannies that give people more colorful conversations to kids as they come up yeah, yeah. at the table. And that was sort of like, and that's when it kind of put that way in my library, sort of transformed into this moment, like when I was on the mountains and on the city, I was like, wait a minute, if this is exciting enough to get people to watch it, maybe what they'll see is this journey that they too have an invitation to yeah in their own lives because it's i mean it's an invitation you own it's your heritage it's your life no one can take that away from you here's a question i'm not sure is allowed but while you were out there did you like meet a bunch of family you didn't even know existed oh my god did you for sure okay yeah well is that like i mean there's first of all i met a lot of family that hadn't seen me since i was like six seven eight okay so that was felt the same way almost mm-hmm. like I didn't and it was such a dramatic like coming together that it was all at once like a rush um but there were family and family stories in areas where I was of course meeting people for the first time which isn't normal in America right like if you're whatever second cousin or if your whole family I mean, is in the states like yeah, it's, yeah you just eventually end up at a picnic or like you know sure. to be connected on Facebook or something like that but I mean I was in the mountains beaches the cities 
the nice parts, the bad parts, the rural parts. I mean, it was. Do you have a big family? Um, yes, gigantic. Because I have a huge family. Yes. So you, it was, you could say like, I was in the mountains. I had met one cousin there and then I went to an island and I met another cousin there. And it was really nice to meet. No, there, uh, there was times where I rolled up on a house that I just made quotes for because it's kind of like a makeshift home. And, you know, I'd have like, it was very, it was very poor. So it would be like, you know, I'd have three families living in there that were yeah. a part of my family. And it's a real shocker because there are particular cousins that I have that are my exact same age, my exact same DNA. We have the same Lola, the same grandma, the same size, the same situation. And yet because of where we were born, this really unfair disparity exists. And it's, it's a little hard to grapple with in your face. When you're there I'm and sure. you're, you're making it through a recipe with whatever. And the craziest thing about that particular moment was as I was going through my little shtick when I go through like recipes and I'm like cooking with people and whatever, like, oh, did you get this at the market? And where did you find this? And where it was like. I dug this out of the ground. Yeah. <laughs> kids working in the rice fields picked it up and put it in their pocket. Right. Picked it up, put it in their pocket. And then they came home with it. That's how we eat today. That's dinner. Right. And it was like, oh think I, I just you you can go on and on and think about the differences uh in america well even in america i mean look harvest is over but i was at my parents farm over the weekend it's like that you know if you're gonna get breakfast you're gonna walk out to the barn and you're gonna get some eggs you know what i mean like that's I, awesome i get it so it even here you know there's yeah. a lot of differences yeah for yep. sure and then we took some of it back some of these ideas and some of these recipes and i worked with uh my sh- chef partner mike morales and he actually did a spin on a couple of them um, for Philippine American History Month, month of October. And it was like all this, uh, these great dishes. So instead of a particular um, dish the way we did it, he upgraded it and used, let's say, you know, mussels. And instead of this particular green that you didn't have access to. And now that we're in the South in Nashville, and we just opened up Sunda Tampa, even ah, more South. Congratulations. Um, he subbed in collard greens and some other things to kind of, you know, play with the different cultures that we are in. And so... Um, we're having a lot of, you know, fun with the originals and then our evolution on them. Yeah. Which is part of our culture, too, because he's also Filipino-American. And Filipino culture and heritage has always been an evolving culture through colonization and through sort of other things. It's always been open-armed to so many different things in a very caring and positive kind of way. So for us, it's fun. What we've talked about a lot on past episodes is that Filipino food has become so much more popular over the Mm. past couple of years. Mm -hmm. Like people who would never know what lumpia is, they know what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which I'm just like, that's a victory. It is a victory because that was the exact dish that my Lolo would be cutting the vegetables in the morning before we go to school. And I remember playing with the vegetables and the wrappers and we would like roll them. And she would finish them throughout the day. And by the time we got home from school, our after-school snack was we got to drop them in the frying pan. Right, right. And um, a gift to us, but until our friends came over and they're like, what's that smell? Like, Will, what, what is what is that? Like, no, no, no. And now they're eating now. Those same people are like, oh, my God, I'm a foodie. <laughs> I'm such a foodie. Um, <laughs> I just put that on my Facebook because I'm a foodie. And I'm like, I'll take it. It's me. Listen, uh, it's listen, me. I'll take it. It's me. Like, I didn't know what it was. I mean, <laughs> when, when did I, I, did I first have it at Sunda? I, Victoria. Do I, you remember? It was, yeah. I'd like to say yes. I feel, <laughs> I would like to just. I feel like um, that is the first time I might have had it. Well, then my job's done. Like, I'm happy. That literally is like, makes me so happy. And I was like, what is this little sausage guy? And I'm like, now I love that. <laughs> 
So I'm like, you know, so it, I guess it is me because I probably didn't yes. freaking put it on Instagram too. Yes. So and I don't, <laughs> I don't really feel embarrassed about it because I found no, something else that I like to eat. That's awesome. Um, that makes me so happy. So, all That's right. Well done. Job well done. Check. Done. <laughs> Listen, I could talk to you all damn day. I'm about to do my own documentary on you, but Why don't um, we? I know, right? This is going to be a Well, I'd like to film. I would like to talk to you for a moment after you watch the film. And maybe you could do like a kind of like what do they used to do back in the day like on Real World like a confessional like where you like talk to yourself like okay, I just did this thing and like whatever. And I listen, want your listen, I just want is... your 1 minute. I want your 1 minute honesty on oh. the movie after you watch it, maybe attached to the end of this. All right, I'll do that. We had a shake on it though. Can make this a I mean, only if it's good. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. A one minute recap, like a review. One yeah. Review. And like, you know, if, yeah, like a real kind of thoughtful, like how to make you feel. It might, if I'm in my feelings, it's going to take longer than a minute. Actually, do me a favor and you can erase this if it doesn't work out for you. What? But like watch <laughs> it and then take your phone out right when it's over and just give me one minute. You got it. Okay. What's the deal? I'm in, I'm in love with this idea. Okay. And, and I need to put it on the end of this podcast. This is going to be the first time I do this, but I'll do it for you. Let's okay. Do it. That's a risk for me because it could be like. It's a risk for me um, too. It was cute. <laughs> like it was cute. Great job. It's not. It's more that I'm like, I typically, I think because for my job, I need to always be like, I'm sunny. I'm bubbly. It's this is who I am. And then when, when I get in these and anybody who knows me in yeah. real life knows, I'm like, sometimes I'm snarky. Sometimes I'm this, sometimes I'm that. But when I like feel my feelings, I don't love to share them with everybody. We have witnesses. Yeah. So if you're going to put me into my feelings, that's more, I don't feel like for you. It more feels like me where I'm like, oh shit, I'm going to feel something. And now he wants me to talk about it. I don't know. It's just my, it's just the truth. It's just what happened. I don't even know if it's interesting. I like would want to know from you. We're going to find out. Where can people see it? They need to buy tickets for it. How do they? I would just go to foodrootsfilm.com to figure out what is the next film fest in their area. Okay. Obviously can hit me on social. It's just my name, Billy Deck. Billy Duck. And I'm happy to oh, interact and you know what? tell them stuff. All right. We're handing out favors. You need to follow me on yeah. Instagram. That's, you know what? Duh. Now you got a deal. Now you got a deal. Stace. Stace's face is right over there. All right. It's happening. She is in charge. She doesn't even let me on my social. I'm just kidding. That's not Stace true at all. Stace face. I need to be better. I'm not, I've actually tried to not, social's tough right now. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm emotionally like softened Maybe. after this whole documentary. But it's like, not soft, but like, you it's just a, feel things. It's a rough time. It's a there are rough things on there. So I've I've tried to. I don't know. Let's. You no, know, it, are we going down the wrong rabbit hole right now? No, no, it's not. It's because you're right. There is. There's a lot of stuff that like. Oh God, during like 20 and 21, I had just like unfollow a bunch of stuff. And yeah. even just in, especially for a woman, I think there's like all of the, and maybe it's for you guys too, but like there's so many pressures from every freaking angle to look like this or act like this or perform like this or whatever. And I'm like, we're getting exhausted, which is, I think why I literally look at pictures of food and I'm like, this makes me happy. This <laughs> yeah. makes me happy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> like, there you go. I found what makes me happy on yeah. there because otherwise, damn, I don't want to look at it either. Yeah, that's a good point. I need to follow, maybe I just need to follow more food. Maybe food you need lovers. to follow Always Eating Chicago. Duh, it's happening. It's done. <laughs> She's See, doing it right now. <laughs> any other, listen, any other requests, it just happened just like that. We are going to need sushi the next time you visit. Duh. <laughs> Do it. Um, no, this is amazing. Thank you. I could I could talk to you all. I know. Because the story is fantastic. Well, there's more to we didn't even cover did we even cover the things we wanted to talk Can about? Can we do no we just like talk, no, yeah, we did <laughs> we did by the way. Okay. Uh just so everyone knows, we have we had a, a list and we, we just started just talking. We fully we just, prepared for this. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what we'll do. The next time Part you come two. back through <gasps> town, 
I'll watch the movie and we'll we'll do a recap of the movie and we'll also talk about other random things. Well, I'm gonna I want to I want to watch this. I want to want to take in this this podcast and then see your reaction and then we're gonna yeah we're gonna have to talk about it. Hundred percent. Great. Hundred percent. All right. All right. It's a deal. Thank you. Thank you for being here. For real. Thank you for having me. I'm not leaving. So I just got finished watching Food Roots. I'm filming this because Billy Deck asked me to. I don't really want anyone to look at me right now because I do feel like I'm a little bit in my feelings over this. My mind is kind of racing about things that I want to do now that I have seen it. It's uh, he asked me for my one minute review and the clock is ticking. So I guess I would say I am missing my grandparents like crazy right now. I don't know. I'm in my feelings right now. <laughs> I'm kind of wanting everybody to watch this movie. So, um, you know, it's going to film festivals and that kind of thing. So hit him up at Billy Deck and let him know the film festivals that are in your town, in your state, whatever, so that you can see this. Because it really speaks to how, yeah, we all have different backgrounds and we eat different food growing up and we have all these just different stories behind us. But like at the end of the day, we're literally all doing the same thing. We're trying to be with the ones we love, feed the ones we love, share these experiences with the ones we love. And, you know, once we remove all this freaking judgment that is surrounding it and just the way that we feel about ourselves coming up whatever way we came up and just like shift the focus to enjoying it and embracing it and sharing it, it's it's actually kind of incredible. So that's it. I think it's got to be a minute by now. Go see it. It's called Food Roots. And again, you can find him at Billy Deck. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.